bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. What's going on, Ben? Jamming it's amazing. It yes, it is. It's an amazing Friday. Snow all up in, anyway, all up in the, yeah. So, I got a question, and I, and I, and I, and I hope it works. I'm not trying to call anybody out. So if you know me and I had a conversation with you recently, I am not talking about you. But, you know, when you say but, that means that kind of cancels everything you say before it. And that's what I'm trying to do. So how important is it? Let me rephrase that. How important is a person's word? I mean, if somebody promises to do something and they don't, like what does that reflect about them? Like, what does that make you think about a person when you, when they tell you something, but you don't really, and, and they don't keep their word? All right, so peep this. I remember one time when I was in my teens, right? And, you know, when you're in your teens, you don't really know what's going on at home. All you know is what you know, right? So you think if people, you know, doing well, and every time you ask for some money, your mother give it to you, it, it, you literally think money grows on trees or it just shows up, right? You just kind of. And I remember one day I went out and did something and somebody paid me. I thought I had hit a gold mine. I think it was like $35 or something. Might have even been a hundred dollars. It it was it was one of those things where I thought I had a lot of money, so like I could rock this, right? I got some money. I can go do such and such and I can and and what it was is that I needed to save it. 
And so I gave it to my mother to save. And then later, probably about six months later or so, I came back to my mother. Hey, remember that money I gave you? Like, I need it. And I really didn't need it. I had just remembered that I gave it to her. And so I wanted, I wanted my money. And she said, I don't have it. And I said, but I asked you to keep it for me. Like, I asked you to save it for me because I was leaving. And I came back. I think I might have been at school, away in school. I might have been a little older in college or something. And I said, but I gave it to you to hold. And then I come back and you, you tell me. You, you, you don't have it? Like, what is that? I was steaming. I was like, are you kidding me? Where's my money? I was mad. I remember another time when I had a boss. And I had a boss that always said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get together. I'm going to take you out to dinner. It'll be great. And we didn't. And I, I thought that was interesting. I was like, wow. So people will tell you one thing and they'll either, they won't even bother to do something different. They'll just not do anything at all. I had another boss who said, hey, just so you know, you're doing great. You're doing good work. We're going to promote you. You're on the right track. Give me about three months, and then we're going to figure out what it is we can do. Right? We're going we gonna, to we gonna figure out what it is we can do so that we can get this thing moving. And I thought, hey, I'm in the driver's seat now. This is, this is phenomenal. So after about two months, they ended up hiring somebody and then promoting them to be their number two. And I thought, well, I thought that was my job. Like you, you told me in three months, I was going to be the person who was going to get promoted and be the number two person. And hmm, they actually hired somebody else, promoted them, and they literally became my boss. But then I found out that if you don't take people at their word, right, you won't be disappointed. That's how I looked at it. If I don't take people at their word, I won't be disappointed. And then that way, whatever they say, if it, if it comes to bear, fine. If it doesn't, hey, no big deal. But is that a way to live? So my question is, what is not keeping your word? Like, what is that? What does that reflect about a person? What does that actually show about a person? And how do you make sure a person is going to keep their word? You really don't know. I think it takes trust, but do I really trust people that I don't know? Do I trust people that I don't have a real relationship with? Or if I do, or if they're your boss, or if they're your parent, if they're in some power position and they don't come through, what do you do? I was reading a story today 
I was doing some show prep, and I read a story in the news today about a couple whose house got shot up. It was on WISN.com, Channel 12. Now, he reported, it was, it was like the Gill family, right? He reported, him and his wife reported the crime to the police. And that was that. Then they got a letter from the Milwaukee County District Attorney's Office. See where I'm going? Notice this year, the, the Milwaukee County District Attorney's Office has been stepping in it. Well, guess what? They said that any future incidents at their house with shots being fired into it could label their home, get this, a nuisance property and subject them to fines. Now, the letters are part of a program from the district attorney and Milwaukee police to alert owners and troubled properties and they try to prevent future incidents. But Gill says he and his wife are victims and not to blame. So you're taking an older couple who gets their house shot into where the bullet is a couple feet from his wife and instead of getting sympathy, empathy, or just some humanity, they get a letter saying, hey, all this stuff happening at your house, you better be careful or else we're going to start fining you for someone else doing something to you. Gil contacted Channel 12 WISN News, who reached out to the DA's office for answers about the case. A source in that office acknowledged that Gil and his wife were what? Innocent victims and should never have been sent that letter. Can you say stupid? An assistant district attorney called, and, and, and what did they do? They apologized. Really? Really? Next time you contact somebody and they tell you something, next time somebody tells you something and it's supposed to be important or whatever, don't trust it. Gil told Channel 12 that she apologized, so evidently the assistant district attorney was female, she apologized, I don't know, 10, 12 times. Oh, that wasn't meant for you. But here's the part that I have an issue with. She said, you have nothing to worry about. If I had nothing to worry about, why would I get a letter when I was the victim and not the shooter? But then again, hey, Gill family, trust but verify. What does that translate to? Get it in writing. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. Here at the new 1017 The Truth. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Talking text line, Wayne said, Dr. Ken, $35 was a lot in the 1950s. It wasn't in the 50s. Stop. You need to quit. It was in like the 80s. 
Hey, we need to block Wayne. Wayne can't call no more. He be making fun of me. Be her and my feelings. 833-212-1017 is the number. So think about this. Do you trust what people say to you? When people say, yep, I'm going to do that. Like, how much do you trust? Now, I forget a lot. I've been doing that my whole life. Oh, yeah, I got to do such and such. And then I forget. So I write everything down. Make sure I, I keep up. But when people come to you and tell you, hey, this is what I'm going to do, and then they don't. Have you ever been let down by someone who were going to keep who was going to keep their word and they didn't? 833-212-1017 is the number. And I'm interested in what do you do after they don't keep their word? Like how do you feel? How do you deal with it? Do you let somebody know do you let somebody know you're disappointed? Do you let somebody know it hurt you? Do you let somebody know you didn't like it? I don't know. I felt some kind of way, like, really? But then again, now, people don't disappoint me anymore. Because there's been a lot of times people have have not kept their word. It's like they want to do it just because they can. This is the way it is. It's unfortunate. I think we 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 miss getting a lot out of people by saying one thing and then doing something else and then saying, well, it just is what it is suck it up now the flip side to that is eh, suck it up but then you realize the fact that somebody said something and they didn't keep their word and that's unfortunate because then what do you do how do you treat that person next time you see them how do you roll through life knowing yep that person It's like seeing an old girlfriend or old boyfriend. No matter when you see them, no matter how many years later, all you remember is the time you had with them. All you remember is the last time you talked to them or the last time you had an argument, right? But have you ever had somebody who just plain let you down? Not because they didn't do something, Right. Because that I actually understand. Hey, I said I was going to try to get it done and I didn't get it done. Something like physical. Right. I was supposed to bring you something and I didn't get around to it. I had to drive my car over there, whatever. I'm talking about when somebody tells you, yes, I will do that. And then they don't do that. That's a that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate when other people and this is this is my understanding of it. And if you have one eight, three, three, two, one, two, one, zero, one, seven is the number. I look at it like this. What you're telling me is I'm not worth 
you bothering? That comes down to salary. That comes down to what you do. That comes down to what you say. What you're telling me is whatever you think and whatever you feel is more important. And that there's not even any room to change because I said this. But then you said you were going to do this and then you didn't. And a lot of people say, oh, that's not true. I said, look at your average politician. Look at your average politician. What did your mayor say he was going to do when he ran for office? Did he ever say he was going to do something? He talked about how the city would be. But did he ever say, hey, these are the things I'm going to do. And if you vote for me, this is what I'm going to do. Did the governor, when he ran, ever say, hey, this is what I'm going to do for you? Did the president ever say, this is what I'm going to do for you? Senator, House of Representatives, did any of them? common councilman did any of them ever say these are the things i'm going to do and if they did and i missed it let me know 833-212-1017 but at some point we got to take people at their word and many times they don't keep their word we're just happy hey my boy ben jamin ran for office and he won okay did you ask ben while he was running what he was going to do for you Hey, Ben, what you going to do for me? Nothing. Because you didn't ask. I'm going to run and I'm going to be the best candidate. And then all they do is say, hey, don't vote for the Republican. Don't vote for the Democrat. And that's pretty much all you get. So really you're telling me I should vote for you because I shouldn't vote for them without telling me what you're actually going to do for me. And I should just feel good about it. But then when you get in office, I should forgive you. And watch this, reelect you and give you another time because you were learning your job. Four years? Like, what were you doing in four years? Twiddling your thumbs and sitting at your desk playing Power King or Power Queen? Let's see if the snow gets picked up this weekend. Let's see if the streets are clean this weekend. If you want to be in leadership, Take leadership. If you want to be in power, use your power. But what we don't want to hear is we couldn't do it because we're short. You knew you were short before. You should have came up with a plan, came up with an idea. But it's unfortunate that we go through life having people promise us things that they never do. And we never call them out. I don't care who it is. I don't care what office they are, and I don't care what party they're with. If they don't tell you what they're going to do, do not vote anybody into office. And if they're in and they don't do anything, get rid of them. Talking text on LT said, a good candidate will say, if you elect me, I will try to do such and such. So if it doesn't happen, they could blame other people. Well, LT... <laughs> 
Here's the deal. Let's put some criteria on people who run for office. Give me five things that you're going to do that are going to happen by the time you're done in office. Better still, if it's four years, give me four. You average one a year. If you get two of those things done, I'd be impressed. And I don't mean low-hanging fruit things. I mean things your constituents, the people that voted for you, are asking you to do. Now, people don't like Joe Manchin, but Joe Manchin's people, his constituents, told him what to do, and he went and did it. He said, I'm not voting for that. Why? Because I just had a poll, and everywhere I go, I have a town hall of people, and they're all screaming and hollering saying, don't do this. So I didn't do it. And I vote for it. And that's that. Can you blame him? Is a good candidate going to say, elect me and then try? No, that's a poor candidate. That's a terrible candidate, LT. It's a terrible candidate. That means they're lying to you. You know they're lying to you, but you let it go anyway. That's pitiful. 833-212-1017 is the number. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. We have traffic, sports, weather, all kind of stuff. And if you haven't noticed, it's snowing outside. More of the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. So I was looking at this story. So I, I know you've been following Brittany Griner, who got released in the prisoner exchange, right? So I've been trying. Yes, sorry, I'm sipping some coffee. Um, so I've, I've been trying to figure out why people are so upset. I'm trying to figure out why people are so mad that Brittany Griner got exchanged for the killer dude, right? The gun runner, the merchant of death, instead of the Marine. Now, I'm going to take it to a place where nobody wants to take it and everybody will roll their eyes and say, oh, is Brittany Griner's life less important than a Marine? Like, why are people so up in arms 
that they traded Brittany Griner's life for the Marines. Now, there's a story out today where Russian state television mocks the U.S. for Brittany Griner exchange. And so I'm like, okay. The merchant of death serving a 25-year sentence in a U.S. prison after being convicted in 2011 of conspiracy to kill Americans, conspiracy to deliver anti-aircraft missiles, and aiding a terrorist organization. That is terrible. While Griner was released, former U.S. Marine Paul Whelan remains in Russia. Why was that even brought up? Whelan was sentenced in 2020 to 16 years on alleged espionage charges. Why is everybody mad that she came home? Is it that you don't want black people to come home or what? What is it? Is it that you don't care about her life or her life is less than Mr. Whalen? I don't understand that. That's bizarre to me. I mean, he's a former Marine, okay, but so what? They said you only get one. Paul Whalen is a Marine. And so I saw the press conference today when they went after Jean-Pierre, I think that's her name, um, Biden's spokeswoman, they went after her. When Fox News went after her about, well, you know, he's a Marine, so what? No disrespect to the military, but your life is not more important than the average person's life. So when they went and got her, the person who could probably, I shouldn't say probably, the person who can handle it better, the Marine, versus the woman who's a basketball player. It just made sense. It just made sense to let her go. And I, and I think it's, it's unfair. And so there was some information and some conversation. A moderator referred to Waylon as a spy, saying that Waylon is a hero to Americans. However, the moderator specified three things against Waylon regarding the U.S. winning his release. His first problem is that he's white. The moderator said, according to a translation obtained, who is this by? Fox News Digital. His second problem is he's a man. And his third problem, he's heterosexual. This is not something that can be forgiven today. It is just a catastrophe. Grenier beats him in every aspect. If you have to choose someone who's, and, and understand, barring anything that either of them were reportedly alleged to have done, barring that, in comparison to training, experience, Brittany Griner is an innocent versus the military man. So let's not conflate, let's not confuse the importance of innocent people on the battle and political field. 
when there's a chance to stop that, when there's a chance to save someone who doesn't have anything to do with it, and they're a political pawn, we should save them. What are your thoughts? 833-212-1017. Did the U.S. make the right decision? LT on the talking text line said the former Marine who was dishonorably discharged for writing bad checks and attempting to steal $10,000 while in Iraq was born in Canada, has three different passports, was not even on the table because he's convicted of espionage. But then people ignore all of that because Brittany knelt for the anthem. Well, we don't know why they ignore it. We have no idea why they ignore it, and I don't really care. Bottom line, you're being held captive in another country. You're being held prisoner. You've both been convicted of a crime. And if I'm going to choose, if, if me as a cop and they had an innocent, another adult who committed a crime and we're both being held, who do you think would, could conceivably, percentage-wise, right? I mean, odds are I would, I would hold up better than them. We might both break. We might both be broken. I can safely say I would would hold up better. Why? Training. Why? Experience. So, in the end, oh, I'm upset. I can't believe they let me sit here and rot. And they let this other person go. Well, yeah. Yeah. Why not? 833-212-1017 is the number. Should Brittany Griner have been released? And are we banging on Brittany Griner simply because she's a lesbian? What's that about? Simply because she's black? What does that have to do with being held, held captive in another country? Because you all were the same knuckleheads that were saying that, oh, my God, she should have been locked up. It was stupid for her to have drugs. Okay. But she did. And she got in trouble. They got sentenced to nine years for having some cannabis oil. Not weed, oil. Really? It was always political. At some point, we have to come to grips with the fact that if we're going to have the courage and all the wisdom that you say America's supposed to bring, that means innocent people on the battlefield stay innocent. Before we go to break, talking text line 414-469 says she shouldn't have been released. She should have been caught in a Russian airport. She shouldn't have. I guess they're saying she should. Okay. She shouldn't have been caught in a Russian airport with an illegal substance. The U.S. paid billions to one country and gave the opposing country their biggest military asset. What's the biggest military asset? Him? He's like a disgraced army, like Marino. Like, what? Are you kidding? Comparing those? I don't think so. Steven Stevens said, I'm glad she's home, but you keep calling her innocent. She's not. She broke the law. You're missing the point of an innocent. On the battlefield, there are people that are in war 
that are fighting, that are killing each other, and then there's civilians who have nothing to do with the war and are not fighting the war. They are called innocents. They are not part of the political machine that is causing war to go between two people, two countries, two entities. So that's what I mean when I call an innocent. She didn't have anything to do with the politics. She got caught with a drug. That's it. You don't think an espionage charge is more important or bigger than a drug charge? You're kidding. 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. When we come back, who knows where we go? All I do know is Brittany is at home. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Talking text line. I got a text that said, so a black woman works overseas because she can't get a fair salary in the U.S. She's arrested. Then she's traded for the merchant of death. Not a fair trade, in my opinion. In what way? in terms of being a fair trade. Are you saying it's not a fair trade, the espionage guy for her or what? And then they said, hmm, if she was of another race, she'd already have a Netflix special pushing for her release. And I said, well, it depends on what you compare, if, if, if on what you compare between the two, the crimes committed or their actual lives. I mean, think about the police. Is a cop more expendable than the average citizen? Well, the average citizen didn't take an oath to, to defend the Constitution and save lives and all that other stuff. The cop did. So in that instance, unfortunately, to some people, the cop is more expendable than the average citizen. They signed up for it. The Marine is more expendable than the average citizen. They signed up for it. That's how life goes. But something somebody else said on the talking text line, they said, free Brittany Griner, them drugs ain't worth 10 years in prison. Cannabis oil, 10 years in prison, ridiculous. Absolutely and totally ridiculous. Never should have sat in jail that long. Do we even lock people up here for 10 years for weed? No, I don't think so. Makes absolutely no sense. But yet we once again politicize it as if her life is not that important. Because she doesn't live her life the way other people think she should. 
I could disagree with her entire life if I wanted to, using it as an example. But that's all. That does not remove the fact that she's a human and she has family who loves her and she had absolutely nothing to do with the military and the politics and all that stuff that was going on in Ukraine. She was in the wrong place at the wrong time with some cannabis oil. Think about that. Did she even have some good drugs? She had cannabis. Anyway, 833-212-1017 is the number. That's just strange to me. That's just bizarre to me. And I think it's unfortunate because we are not fighting or hollering or screaming about anything. We're not protesting about anything. We're not waking up or doing anything. Talking text sign says they can take her place in jail if they disagree and let the military and let the military personnel out themselves. Well, these are people who talk a lot. They 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 just don't really do a lot. You know, they 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 scream and and holler. But in the end, they'll they'll never wake up and do anything. It's like the person who screams and hollers that you should vote, 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 but they don't vote. You should care, 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 and then they don't they don't step up. They say it's important to them. Oops, I'm back at the beginning, right? Keeping your word. Talk of text line says the lack of empathy this country has is egregious. I understand what you're saying. I don't know if I'd call it that. I don't think it's empathy at all. I honestly don't. I don't think it's empathy. I think it's just sheer arrogance of a group of people who think they're always right, that the world is around them. I used to not be a proponent of certain things in the world because I thought people were better. I used to not be a proponent of white privilege. I still have my issues with it. But when I see people react and respond in a way that is so seamless that they don't even understand just how, what's the word you used, egregious it is, that that gives me pause. That you second question, you second question, you second guess a person and you question what they do, what they say, their expertise based on how they wear their hair. I have a friend of mine who has dreads. Long dreads. He's an engineer. And he goes out around the country helping people fix and repair huge electronic machines. But they will call his boss and say, hey, this guy said on this broke machine, I should do this. And he goes, yeah. Well, is that right? And he looks at him and and on the phone, his boss tells the guy, well, yeah, that's why I sent him. 
Like he's there. He's actually the engineer that can give you the information you need in order to fix it. And of course, later on down the line, his boss calls him and says, hey, why are people calling me, asking me whether or not you know what you're doing? So now his boss starts to question, do you know what you're doing? And he tells him, he's like, I'm, I know what I'm doing. The problem is with them, not me. I give them all the information. I give them all the stuff, right? But they don't believe him because, well, quote, look at him. What does that even mean? And then he remembers, ah, hair. So you don't think a person look, I have to look your, the way you look. Clean shaven. No facial hair. You know the way black criminals look in the movies? Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. It's, un, it's unfortunate that... Um, we live in a world that people don't understand other people. That people don't respect others. Before we go to break, Talking Text Line says, Dr. Kim, please explain the difference between empathy and apathy. I think arrogance ha- has a part, but I believe it's apathy. Well, Well, after the break, when we come back, we'll talk about that. Empathy versus apathy. And and really, are those the two things that we should be comparing? Are those the correct things that we should actually be comparing as it relates to this? As it relates to America? Of all the things we've lived through and gone through in the past two years. And now technically three years. Do we really understand exactly what it is that we're dealing with? Empathy versus apathy. That is a a powerful question, Wayne, and we'll get to it after the news, and we'll look at exactly the impact that it has on what we do, how we think, how we respond, how we act here in America. In that way, We'll have a better understanding. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number.